I can say to you is stir it up, stir yourself up. You've heard me say this before, the service isn't just up to me. The prayers I've lifted, the studies I've done, it's up to you as well. Your hunger, your hunger will draw on the anointing. And if you think to yourself, how do I get hungry for God? It's just an act of faith. God, I want more of you. I want more of you in my life. I want to experience you in a greater way than ever before in my life. Hallelujah. He's so good. So, so good. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to take up our tithes and our offerings. If you need an offering envelope, slide a hand up. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We get to honor our king with our giving now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. You know, our motto, for lack of a better way of saying it, for this church has been, and I believe always will be, we're blessed to be a blessing. And um, God has really been stirring this up in my heart the importance of living our lives that way. Being blessed isn't just for you. Being blessed is for those around you and for those who God leads you to bless. It might be a waitress. You go to a restaurant and God tells you to bless that waitress with $100. Or it might be it, you go to Walmart and the God says, bless these people behind you, buy their groceries or it might be God says, I want you to send finances to this church or finances to that ministry. And the thing about it is, if that's your heart, God's going to continuously, did you hear what I just said? Continuously tap you on the shoulder. It's something that happens on the inside of people when they get to the point and realize, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Not just for me and my family, no more, but for others. There's something that happens. Isn't that the way God is? Isn't the way he is towards us? Do you know that you do not have to earn your salvation? Do you know that you don't have to earn your righteousness? Do you know you didn't have to earn your way into heaven? It's all given to us by God. For God so loved us that he gave his very own son. And because we believe on him, we now have eternal life. It was by God's grace that we've been saved through faith. I want this year of the maximum to be a year in which I and my family and I trust my church family are going to be a bigger blessing than ever before. I want to support other churches and ministries throughout the world that are preaching the gospel, that are reaching others for Jesus Christ. I was just looking at uh, a particular minister. I've never heard of the fellow. I don't think I have, but he wants to be my friend on Facebook. And I'm like going, I don't know who this guy is. And I went and looked. You know, you can go and check out. And there's a lot of people that I know that are friends with him and stuff. And but, and I don't know where this was at, but there is a revival going on right now of young people. And it's been going on, I don't know the length of time, but there, it's a pretty big place. And it's filled, not just with young people, but predominantly young people. You know what they're doing? Worshiping. Worshiping God. They don't want to stop. They don't want to stop. And that's what, this is part of this man's ministry. And I'm like going, okay, that's, that, that kind of gets me stirred up a little bit. Amen. I want to be a bigger blessing. How about you? It's not just going to happen unless we do it God's way. We are blessed to be a blessing. Well, how do we get blessed? By doing it God's way. We bring our tithes into this local storehouse. We bring our offerings into this church. 
And then that's when God says he opens the windows of heaven and pours out the blessings upon us. That we don't have enough room to contain it all. That's, that's blessed to be a blessing right there. I want you guys to catch this because, again, if you catch it, that means this church is catching it, which means what? We're going to be so blessed, blessed, blessed. We got to give it away. I said we got to give it away. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Well, hold your offerings up and let's pray. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you for this opportunity to bring our tithes into this local storehouse. We do so reverently. We do so expectantly, fully believing that you're going to look over your word to perform it in our lives. That's who you are. You're faithful, a faithful God. And we fully believe that you want us, your children, blessed so that we can continue to be a blessing to whoever or to whatever church or ministry you would lead us to do so. I love you so much, my Lord. I believe our best days are before us. Glory to God. We call to you our harvest. Come in now in Jesus' name. Come on in now in Jesus' name. And I believe, Father God, you, the Lord of Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, are sending forth your angels, ministering spirits unto us to cause the harvest to come to us. Why? So we can continue to be a blessing. I thank you, Father, for this now. I give you praise and glory for it now. In Jesus' name, and if you believe that, say amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right, children. Emmer, Emmers. That's her I'm excited sound. It's time for you to go with your teacher, Miss Maddie. Amen. I tell you what, what a blessing those two are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I need to clean my this up a little bit up here. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you, Jesus. How many are excited to hear the word? Amen. Oh, how I love the word of God. How many know the Bible is truth? Yes. How many know the Bible is not a truth, but the Bible is the truth? Yes. Nothing, nothing can compare to the word. I, I want us to be a church full of people that are to say, God, I want, I want to know your word more. I, I, want, I, want, I, want to, I want to be so hungry for your word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let's pray real quick and we'll get into what God has for us today. So, Father, we come in Jesus' name. We thank you for the opportunity to, to get into the word of God. We look to you, Holy Spirit, as our teacher to lead us and to guide us into the truth. You being the spirit of truth will do just that for us. And, Lord God, I believe in Jesus' name that these people will not just be hearers in the church, but they're going to be doers of the word and because they are doers of the word your word tells us that they shall be blessed again father god we expect this and we thank you for it in jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. well i want to continue our teaching on the prophetic word given to brother jerry savell for this year 2023 is the year of the maximum it is the year of the highest level attainable now, a few weeks ago, we left off talking about the importance of giving God and his way of doing things first place in our lives. I want to just throw this out for free. It's easy to say, but it's not always easy to live. Putting God first. But I cannot express to you enough how important this is for you. If you are a Christian, a follower of Christ, you belong to Almighty God, you should want to put him first place in your life. Always, 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 always. We are called to seek first Almighty God and his kingdom and his way of doing things. And, and, and might I add, we need to be seeking first his word. We should want to know his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So 
Putting first things first is a vital key to experiencing maximum in our lives and reaching the highest level attainable. Do you recognize that that, again, should be something we as Christians are doing anyways? He has to have first place in your life. And, I, and, and understand how I'm saying this. I have to have him first place even more so than my wife, than my children, even my granddaughter. I've got to put God first. Because in reality, the only reason I have my wife and my children and my grandchildren is because of him. He deserves it all. I want you to get to the place when you get home from work and you sit down or plump down to maybe your favorite chair or your favorite spot and you begin to watch television, I want you to begin to look to your heart. Why? Because I believe God is wooing his children to come away and be with him. To spend time with him. Am I saying watching television is wrong? Some shows are. But the point I'm trying to get across is if you're really putting him first and he's wooing you to come, do you not think you should come? And I'm going to tell you something, because I know it's been happening in my life so much more lately. When I turn the television off, do you know that it takes just as much effort to turn it on as it does to take, I mean, to turn it off as it does to turn it on? One little push of the thumb, it's off. Then I can go and go to my room, go to my office, and I can begin to worship him. And I can begin to, to listen to the word. And I can begin to read my Bible. And I can be, begin to read devotionals. But it's spending time with him. And when that happens, it does something on the inside of you. All of a sudden, you start to recognize and understand, I do have a reason to live your life. I do have purpose. God has a plan designed for my life. And what I've... Man, God... What I have seen happening in my life is I have such an inner desire to know him more. It's like I, I can't get enough of him. You know, remember the song years ago, Addicted to Jesus? I'm not going to try to sing it. <laughs> but it's like I can't get enough. And it's okay. It's okay to have that in your life. It makes it so that your response to people comes not from your flesh, but from your heart. When you come to know God, who is love, you're going to find yourself operating in that love towards others. I have come to recognize and understand that Daniel Greenwald needs to get a grip on himself when I'm driving. Because I have found that the enemy loves to bring people across my pathway who really don't know how to drive, <laughs> from my perspective. <laughs> it's amazing to me. It's so funny because I'll be driving and all of a sudden, you know, again, I don't comprehend this. I'm from, I'm from a big city. So when you're in a big, from a big city and you're, you're driving, you're going onto the highway, you do not go onto the highway and slow down. You go onto the highway and merge going the same speed. But for whatever reason, here in Montana, people don't understand that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they start to slow down. And then if my wife is with me, and she can tell I'm starting to get a little bit stirred up, she'll go, you just don't know who that is. It might be a little old person. And I say to her, never mind. <laughs> I have got to get a grip on that. Again, and I, I was saying this by the Spirit the other day because this was not something I, I have really thought about before. You do not know what they're going through. You don't know whether they are truly, I mean, they could be hurting greatly. Physically, mentally, their children could have just gotten fired. And what's it going to do for me to go up to them and go, do you not know it's 55? Not 40. 
Yeah, I told them. I feel much better now. <laughs> Think about that. Well, I'm really telling off of myself, aren't I? All I'm trying to get across is this. God is wooing us to him so that we become more like him. So when those kind of opportunities arise, we're not yielding to our flesh. We're yielding to our hearts. We're doing the things out of love. Amen. We've got to do things from love. And we've got to give the one who is love first place in our lives. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I believe as we learn to live our lives this way, where he ranks above all else in our lives. There is no one, there is nothing that compares to him in our lives. We're going to be able to go up higher to the maximum, to the highest level attainable. Hallelujah. Now, I want to talk to you a few moments about the importance of us always giving his ways of doing things first place in our lives. Now, a few weeks ago, we looked at one of the spiritual laws that God established from the very beginning in the book of Genesis. What is that law? The law of seed time and harvest. As long as this earth remains, seed time and harvest shall remain. It's God's way of doing things. Did you hear me? I want you to go with me, please, to Genesis chapter 1, the very beginning. Not 1-1, one, one, but we're going to go to verse 26, Genesis 1, 26. I want you to get a hold of the fact that if you do it God's way, this, this law of seed time and harvest, you're going to find yourself being able to do things and experience things that you could never do in and of yourself. No way. Genesis 1 verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. I have had people say to me before, who are you trying to be like? Jesus? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't that be our goal in life? To be like the one who died on the cross for us? Yeah. And the fact that God tells us here that we were made in his image according to his likeness. Does that not prove to us that God wants us to be like him? Yeah. I'm not saying to be God. But I am a child of God. And I am convinced one of the things that God is wanting to get out to his church more than ever is the fact as Christians we become new creations. A new species of being that never existed before. I love to say it that way. There is no new creations under the old covenant. There was none. No people were born again. Under the, in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there were no born-again Christians. Are you listening? Yeah. It wasn't after, until after Jesus died on the cross, went into the heart of the earth to pay the price, was raised from the dead, that salvation became available to you and me. But the moment we said, Jesus, come into my heart, boom. I said, boom. Something happened. I became a species of being that had never existed before in the history of man. I became a new creation. I've got eternal life in me. You've got Zoe, the God kind of life in you. And I believe religion has done such a stinking good job of blinding people to the fact that we're just humans. I'm just a man. She's just a woman. What do you expect from me? I'm just a man. I'm not just a man. I'm a new creation. I said I'm a new creation. God expects me to be like him. I'm off on this, and I don't know why I'm off on this, but I'm off on this, and that's okay. I'm created in, in his image. Are you listening? See, this ties in with where I'm going. If you're going to make a difference in this world for Jesus, you're going to have to get a hold of this revelation. Because, see, you can't do what God's called you to do in and of yourself. 
is only going to come by his spirit as you're walking out his plan and purpose for your life, anointed by the spirit to do those things he's called you to do. But glory to God, when that happens, that's when the impossible becomes possible. That's when things that we're, we read about in the book of Acts start to be commonplace in the lives of us because we are the same church. You might have heard this before. The book of Acts is still being written today. I want to get to heaven. And when I get to heaven, of course, number one, seeing Jesus. But when I get to heaven to see those who got on before me, see Dad Hagen up there, man, just to be able to give him a big old hug. Go up and give Daniel. Hey, what up, Daniel? Boop. Give him a high five. I want them to be excited to see me. Yeah. <laughs> where's Daniel Green? Where's Daniel? Where's he at? Where's he at? There he is! <laughs> I'm going to be going, hey, how are you? I don't know how it's going to be in heaven. I believe we're going to be able to know one another. Obviously, we'll know each other because we know each other here. But isn't it going to be cool? Don't you? Do- I don't want to sputter and cough and barely make it into heaven. I want to go in with flying colors. I want to burst into heaven. I want people, oh, he's here. Daniel showed up. And I'm not saying, listen, I am not saying this to elevate myself. I humble myself under his mighty hand. I wouldn't be able to do it without him. But I'm going to tell you a little secret. This should be the the cry of every one of your hearts. The way you bring God glory is to fully take advantage of everything he's done for you. Through his redemptive work. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We have authority over creeps. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. What does that mean? God empowered them to prosper. He empowered them to succeed. He empowered them to fulfill their destinies. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And Adam said, yeah. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God blessed man. And and he told them, be fruitful and multiply. And have dominion and have authority over everything on this earth. And notice verse 29. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth. And every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. So God says says to Adam, I bless you. Go forth and multiply and have dominion and authority on this earth. And the next thing I'm going to give you is seed. When you plant seeds, get this, they will provide for you. You plant seeds for your provision. That's my way of doing things. So God basically tells Adam and the whole human race that would come through Adam, that's you and me included, that we will find the provision for our lives through the seeds that we sow. Our lives are to be sustained through the seeds we sow. Are you listening? And as I just mentioned, when you begin to live your life this way, <laughs> glory to God, not just depending on your own abilities and your own strength, not just depending on your own smarts and your own looks, but relying first on God's way of doing things. In other words, making sure sowing and reaping has first place in your lives. You will eventually get to a place, I hope you're listening, that you'll have so much harvest coming in, you got to give it away. See, uh, there's people out there that don't know God, and they're successful in the eyes of the world. You could be successful in the eyes of the world. But unless you're doing it God's way, you're always going to be limited by your human abilities. 
God is giving us a way right here to go beyond ourselves. Sowing and reaping was supposed to be the way we as Christians live our lives. It's supposed to be the way we get the provision. It's supposed to be the way that we prosper. Be blessed. Be empowered to prosper and succeed and fulfill destiny. See, when you get this revelation of seed time and harvest and you start to see it coming into your life, you're going to be able to be a blessing to those around you. A greater blessing than you've ever been before. I don't want for me to be the only one in here that has testimonies of blessing people that God leads me to bless and then seeing great harvest come back to my life. I want you, this church, and everyone listening via live stream to get a hold of the fact that seed time and harvest is God's way of doing things. It was established from the very beginning, and as long as this earth remains, how many know the earth is still here? It's still here. How many know it's still here? Seed time and harvest shall remain. God's way of doing things shall remain. And when we put the law of seed time and harvest into motion by our sowing, are you listening? When we put the law of seed time and harvest into motion by our sowing, it will always work. Harvest will come. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm getting, I, I, I'm getting happy. I don't know about you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Whoo. You know, God wants us to prosper. It has been so stinking sad that religion has ta- taught us that prosperity is a cuss word in the church. What a lie. If that's the truth, then God is a bad God. Because over and over again, I can show you places in the Bible where the word prosperity is used, where prospering is used, where people who are obeying him are blessed and prospered. Are you listening? It's only when we get so caught up in it that it begins to become our God, that riches become our God, that we begin to love money instead of loving God, that's when we get off track. That's when we go over into a ditch. But see, God never wanted it to be that way for us, the church. He did not want us to just struggle and barely get by. He wanted us to be so, oh, glory to God. He wanted us to be so blessed, so blessed, so blessed, so blessed. So we could be a blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to share some scriptures to speak of uh, experiencing maximum results in, in your lives, others' lives, because of obedience to God and doing things his way, putting him first place. But before I do that, God kind of changed this up a little bit for me. And I tell you what, man, I, I, it rocked. I, I, you know how I know this is by the Spirit? Because, see, he, he changed this other message up I had done by adding these scriptures in there and showing me something. And I'm going to to share it with you. And hopefully it's going to get you as rocked as I'm rocked. Hallelujah. Because, see, the Bible speaks of, uh, of how do I want to say this? There are Bible verses that speak of us being of living maximized lives, reaching the highest level attainable. And what ends up happening, however, is so many Christians read those kind of scriptures, they go, oh, that's nice. They might get excited about it, clap their hands. But by the time work comes around on Monday, it's in this here and out that one. Could it be that we, the church, are going to begin to live just like what I'm sharing with you now. Come on. John 10.10. Heard of it. Know it. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So if it involves stealing, killing, or destroying, how many know it's not Jesus? That's not God. It's the thief. It's the devil. Notice Jesus says here, I have come. 
that they may have life. He could have stopped right there. That would have been enough. He's talking about the God kind of life. But he goes on to say, and that they might have it more abundantly. That word is the Greek word parisos. You've heard me share on this before if you've been here for any length of time. That word means superabundance. I didn't write this. First of all, this is not me. He could have chosen any other way of saying it, but he he chose this way. Those words mean superabundance, excessive, overflowing, over and above, more than enough, extraordinary. Have you experienced these things yet in your lives? A superabundant lifestyle, an overflowing lifestyle, an over and above life, a more than enough life, an extraordinary life. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him, I'm, this is from the Amplified. Now to him, who by any consequence of the action of his power that is work within us. Notice that that's present tense. It's present tense. Is, is at work within us. Is able to carry out his purpose and do, oh my goodness gracious, there's that word again. Super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. How many of you can honestly say that you're at that level of living? A life being lived that is super abundant, far over and above all that you could dare ask or think, infinitely beyond your highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. I'm going somewhere. I'm fixing to shout. I can feel it getting on me. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. How many of you love God? People will speak that scripture out and stop right there. They stop. And say, you just never know. You just never know. You just never know. I has not seen nor ear has heard. You just never know what's going to happen. You just never know. Well, verse 10 continues to say, but God. Everybody say, but God. Has revealed them to us through his spirit. So could this be the time that we as Christians, that we as believers begin to live the way these set of verses, verses say we're supposed to be living. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Could the Spirit be revealing to us right now the things that eye has not seen nor ear has heard? Could this year of 2023, the year of the maximum and the highest level of attainable be the year that we start to see these Bible verses manifest in our lives. (laughs) Holy Ghost is on me. (laughs) She getting it. (laughs) It's a place overflowing with God's goodness. It's a place far over and above. All that we've dared to ask for. A a place infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. Do you believe, do you think that this year of the maximum is the year of no more small thinking? No more limited dreaming. If I had a football, I'd spike it right now. Oh, Oh, thank you, Jesus. I do. I said I do. I believe it's time for the things God has said will be ours and his words shall manifest in the lives of us who believe. You either choose to believe or you choose not to believe. You can't use the excuse, well, I I just don't know if I can believe that or not. No, you can believe it or not. It's your choice. See, I'm simple enough, and I will always remain this way. If God said it, that settles it. I choose to believe it. I'm going to take God at his word. I said, I'm going to take God at his word. I'm going to take God at his word, even if it seems so beyond what I could imagine in my mind. Because, see, God said it's going to be higher than my highest prayers, thoughts, dreams. But you know what? 
Do you want to know what? That's called maximized living. Aren't you glad God kind of led me to share that? Because that kind of got me stirred up. Hallelujah. And you know why? You know why God wants us to live that way? Because Jesus is coming back soon. He wants us to reach more and more and more for his kingdom. And I'm going to throw this out there. It takes money to reach more and more for the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not saying that you can't go out on the streets yourself and be led by God to people and be able to lead people to the Lord. But how many knows that having a church building costs money? How many know that we got to pay electric bills in here? How many know that it, it takes money to get the gospel throughout the world? Why would God not want us to be blessed? Amen. Oh, friends, I'm telling you, when you get this mentality, it changes you. Oh, glory to God. Now, I want you to listen to these verses. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how long I've been going, but I'm going to, I got stuff. I got places to go today, okay? A lot of scriptures. Deuteronomy 8, verse 6. To me, when I read this, I want you to ask yourself, is this living in the level of maximum? Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, barley, of vines and fig trees with pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack, everybody say lack nothing. That sounds like maximized living to me. Whoo, glory to God. A land whose stones are iron and out of hills, hills you can dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Now verse 11 gives us a warning. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes which I command you today. In other words, we need to remember to give him all the glory. For everything he blesses you with. And give him continued first place in your lives. Now, skip down to verse 18. Now, notice. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you power. Everybody say power. Power, power to get wealth. Amen. Right, if it's wrong for us to be wealthy, then glory to God, why is he giving me power to get it? What kind of a God would that be? He gives me power to get wealth. Mm, thank you, Jesus. That why, 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 why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. I, I'm, a blood, I'm a blood covenant keeping God. I'm a, if you follow me and you give me first place, because I'm in covenant with you, glory to, I, I, oh, thank you, Jesus. We're part of a better covenant based upon better promises than the old. We are not, see, the children of Israel were his people. You and me, we're his kids. We're his children. Ron, you're his son. Brittany, you're his daughter. Glory to God. I tell you what, I don't think a person could sleep in this church right now, could you? I've been waking you up. Deuteronomy chapter uh, 6, six chapter, uh, verse 10. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build. Houses full of all good things which you did not fill. Hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. Once again, give God the glory. Learn to give God the glory. When something unexpected comes in, give God the glory. When you get a good, I mean, it's happening all the time for me now. When I go to Costco, it happened to me the other day. I went and I had to get air in my tire. And, and, and I'm going, I'm going, man, 
I wanted to go park, go find my place. I said, oh, well, I, I just trust you, Lord. And when I, listen, I'm pulling out and I'm going in, in the very first row, in the very first parking space that does not handicap, the person's pulling out and there's the angels. There you go, sir. The favor of God is upon your life. I'm highly favored. And the blessing of the Lord is upon my life. Hallelujah. Uh, Psalm, Psalm uh, 3.8. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing, the power to get wealth, the power to prosper, the power to succeed, the power to fulfill destiny is upon your people. In other words, the blessing of the Lord is upon my family and me. The blessing of the Lord is upon you, my church family. The blessing of the Lord is upon Celebration of Life Church. The blessing of the Lord is upon the Buzz Coffee Bar. Glory to God, his blessing is upon, excuse me, is upon us. Now, finally listen to Proverbs 10.22. If people think that being blessed is wrong, the blessing of the Lord that we just saw is upon us. Notice, again, this is not me. I didn't write this. The blessing of the Lord makes one. Y'all cussing. Quit cussing using that word rich. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And, and notice he has no sorrow with it. Do not tell me that God doesn't want us rich. And do not tell me that if we get rich, it's going to make him sorrowful that he did. Because I got scriptures to back up the fact that he wants me rich and he's not going to add any sorrow with it. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Can you see that the blessing of the Lord has the potential to make you rich? How many believe that when the blessing of the Lord is upon you, it's time to experience maximized results? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Friends, I'm going to tell you something. That's how God wants us to live, in the maximum, in the highest level attainable. Do you believe that? So seed is for provision. Hallelujah. Are y'all good? Everybody good? Okay, because i got to get this place. I got some, it's just, I mean, I'm about to burst. It's been God's way of doing things from the beginning. Are you listening? And if we will simply work it, put it into motion, it always works. And... and if we're giving God first place, we got to give his way of doing things first place. Do you understand how I'm saying that? If we see it in God's word, then we should be doing it, giving it first place in our lives. Amen. Uh, go with me quickly to 1 Kings 17. I want, the reason I, I was going to skip this, but I'm not, because it's just so powerful about somebody who puts God first. I want to see you to see how this widow woman in this story Change her destiny and her child's destiny by putting the prophet of God first. Glory to God. Verse, uh, 1 Kings 17, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that, I, that we may eat it and die that was her purpose right there that's what she was going to do but how many know that sometimes God has a different plan and purpose for us and Elijah said to her do not fear I tell you what that's a word of the Lord for this church do not fear do not fear go and do as you have said but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me, and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of, of flour shall not be used up, 
nor shall the jar of oil run day until the day of the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. Friends, those are probably the most important words in this story. She went and did. She went and did. What did she go and do? She made the prophet of God a little cake first. Doesn't matter to God what we do first. What we do first determines whether or not we're going to experience the maximum in our lives. And she and, and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the Lord, word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Her willingness to obey and put first things first opened the door to the supernatural. Her and her son were provided by the seed she had sowed, even though the conditions weren't the best to sow in. In fact, they were horrible conditions to sow in. How many know that's true? But instead of allowing, now, now I want you to hear this, but instead of allowing those conditions to determine whether she was going to sow or not, she simply obeyed the Lord and sowed first. Oh, thank you, Jesus. She gave first to the prophet Elijah. So when we obey the Lord and we put first things first and we sow where he leads us to sow, no matter how horrible the conditions, hear me now, God will see to it that maximized harvest will come to us. Friends, you need to get this revelation. Write this down, put it in your Bible. God is never trying to take something away from you. Never. He is always endeavoring to get something to you. And he knows the only way that is going to happen is to do it his way. To put him in his way of doing things first. For when we sow seed, we can fully expect God to bless us and to bless us to the maximum, to the highest level attainable. That's his will for us. Now, a few Wednesdays ago, almost done. This is important. Please be listening. A few Wednesdays back, I was studying, praying, and worshiping God. And God asked me a question. And the question he asked me was, do you really believe what you've been preaching and teaching my children? Because if you do, then you would be looking for places to sow. And that's when it dawned on me. If I truly believe that this year of 2023 is going to be the year of the maximum, and I truly believe that he wants me to reach the highest level attainable during this upcoming year, and I truly believe that putting him in his ways first in my life And I truly believe that when I call in my harvest, knowing that it's calling out for me, God's going to arrange a divine appointment with me in my harvest. And I truly believe in God's spiritual law of sowing and reaping, knowing that it always works, always, for those who put it into motion by the sowing of their seed. And I truly believe that if a man sows bountifully, he's going to reap bountifully. Then, my friends, I should be looking for places to sow. So as I was sitting there in my office, I knew immediately what I was supposed to do. And I want to ask you a serious question this morning. What are your greatest needs and your greatest wants and your greatest desires for this year of 2023 and beyond? For you, for your family, and for this church. And I want you to take the time over this upcoming week, so you got an assignment here, a God assignment, to write those things down. And take some serious time to pray over them and meditate on them and remind yourselves of everything that you're being taught in here. And I want, you to ask, I want you to ask the Lord, now get this, what kind of seed 
should I sow in order to see these things accomplished? To see these things come to pass in my life and in my family's lives and in this church. Now, I want to throw this out for free right now, too. Brother Keith, I was listening to him, and he was talking about years ago, him and his wife Phyllis were sitting. And they had, at this time, it was the beginning of the year, I believe it was, and they were sitting, and they were in, uh, 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 I don't know what, what room, it doesn't matter. And they were writing down things that they were going to be believing God for, for the, the church, and, and, you know, for, you know, things needed for the church, and for paying off debts, you know, things that they owed and so forth. And they, you know, after, the, you know, being, being there for about an hour or so and going over and everything else, he said, all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to it. They thought, he thought they were done. And, and, and all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to his heart. He says, I want you to turn to another page. And he, and he, go, he looked at Phyllis. He said, the Lord just said for me to turn to another page. And she said, well, let's do it. And he, now, then the Lord said this to him. I want you to now write down all the things you desire and want for your life if money was no object. If money was no object. See, I tell you what. God's going to take us up higher if we'll only follow him. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. And I got this in my heart. Next Sunday, we as this church family are going to take up an offering for Celebration of Life Church. I have never done this before. To the best of my recollection, I don't ever remember taking up an offering just for this church. And I'm going to tell you this, probably the money's that come in, a lot of it's going to be sown out anyways. And this is what the Lord has asked me to do. In fact, thank God for a wife who's already been doing these things. I wrote these things down. 2023, the year of the maximum, the year of the highest level attainable, things Joan and I desire, want, and need. And I'll give you a few of them. Our house paid off. Our, our forerunner paid off. A new car fully paid for. A new, a new church building fully paid for, renovated, fully furnished. Canaan Land Northwest property buildings fully paid for, and the partners coming alongside of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I'll stop with this: one, a dream home Woo. and property yeah. that this woman has on her vision board. And I might th you might think, well, where, where's your vision? I tell you what. Sometimes I just I, I look at the things she has on there, and I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes I was like, oh, you know, I, uh -huh. I was wrong. I said, I was wrong. I humbled myself under the mighty hand of God. Because God said, you're limiting me. You're dreaming small. She's not. These are down. In fact, the one person she follows, Terry Savelle Foy, says you need to write these down every day. For how many days in a row? 30 days in a row. You just write them, write them down. Write them down again. And don't even look back. Just write them down. And then if you have to, if you can't remember something, go and look at that. That's fine. And then this is what the Lord said to me. I want you to go and look and see how much you and your family have sown into the kingdom of God and how much this church has sown from the past year, five years, ten years. See, that's the reason we can give you those handouts. It's not just to get, oh, that's cool, and throw it away. I want you to go and look at how much you've sown. And I want you to get yourself stirred up. Because, see, tenfold would be good probably for a lot of you on, on, on seeds that's been sown. Thirtyfold would be a lot better. Sixtyfold we're getting better. But a hundredfold is maximized. And God is wanting us to live in the maximum. I'm going to be... I, I, what the Lord has laid on our hearts to sow, what we're going to go, and can I just throw this in for free too? If you're, this is what I'm asking you to do. I want you to find, get a check if you can. Most of you have got checking accounts. I want you to get a check or cash. And, and uh, there's a reason for this. Number one is if you give via the live on, I mean, online, and you, if you, that's the only way you can give, give that way. Just make note of it in there, what it's for. But listen, they take out a percentage of it. 
Gail was asking about because we handed it stuff to her. And she said, I, I never gave out incense. I always wrote out, a, a you know, an even amount or whatever the case is. But it, it says here that it was given incense. And that's because they take out money when you give via online. But also, number two, so that you can have a picture of the check that you're going to be writing. We got to take this seriously. I am expecting you to go and listen, I am not twisting your arm. If you don't believe it yet, don't do it. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it because, see, I do believe it. I'm convinced of this. We've already got an amount, and I was just kind of doing some figuring, and I'm thinking, well, just that one amount, I would have that much money coming in. And it was like the Lord goes, that's not the, all the seed you have in the ground. You got much more seed than that in the ground. And I started to really get excited. I, you know, I, I don't know why it was. I was just thinking about Celebration of Life Church. We just sowed $1,000 into another church that had gone through all that hurricane stuff. Remember that, that stuff? It just, we, gave, we, we sowed $1,000. What's a hundredfold of a thousand? A what? $100,000. That's just one seed. We got much more than that. I remember we had another opportunity when uh, uh, Dane and I was here. We sent him away with almost $25,000. A church this size sent him away with almost $25,000. Can you imagine the seat that's coming back on that? That was a hundred vote of $25,000. I'm sorry? $2.5 million? Woo! Do you think we could go and get us a nice building? Or at least start to get a nice building with that kind of money? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is bursting the ceiling off of my life. God is, I, I, I refuse to think small. I refuse to think small. I'm believing God. I'm be- my big God is wanting me to believe big. Amen. So this is what I want you to do. Write down the things. Take some time. Write down the things you're believing God for. If you're not believing God for anything, start to believe God for something. God wants to bless you. God wants to take care of you. Write it down. Make a list of the things that you're believing God for and then pray over them. You know one of the ones that Joan didn't even have on that I have on mine? Maybe she does and I didn't know about it. We've been believing to be able to travel to Ireland and Scotland. I wrote to England, to Australia. I, I, I want to I travel. I want to do some, tra- I mean, I'm not talking for ministry, although the ministry might be involved. I'm talking about just to be, go on vacation. We've been talking about going to uh, uh, Scotland and Ireland for years, for years. And glory to God, we're going to go. I tell you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, get this list, write it down, pray over it, and then say, God, what kind of seed do I need to sow in order to see this come to pass? Now, I, I, I want to say this to you, too. Some of you might think, well, I don't have much to sow. See, one of the things that Lord will honor is a person who writes down the, what God speaks to your heart, and you say, God, your word says you provide seed for the sower. Yeah. So I don't have the seed I know I need to sow yet, but I'm trusting you to honor your word and bring the seed to me. But I'm going to throw this in for free, too. If the seed comes in, don't eat your seed. (laughs) Too many people will do that. Money comes in, they go spend it. If God brings you the seed to sow, then glory to God. We should be the most excited church right now. Because, see, your pastor is very excited about this. I do believe what I've been preaching is so. And because I believe what I've been preaching is so, I'm looking for places to sow. Hallelujah. I'm looking for places to sow. How how can I be a bigger blessing? My son uh, 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 just gave me $50. I had a $50 bill in my wallet. We went out to eat. I knew when we went out to eat, right away, before I I didn't, I never said anything to her, right away in my heart, you're going to bless somebody with that. And that's just the way it happens, man. If, if, if money, I have money in my pocket, I'm usually going to give it away to somebody. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, you got any money, Pastor Dan, in that wallet? 
But anyway, we, we, when, when we went out to eat, the waitress came, super nice girl, and was very nice and got our food to us. And, it was, and I spilt water everywhere, and she didn't laugh at me. So that was, that was a bonus. But I, I, afterwards, I handed her that. It was a $50 bill. I said, I said, I'm not putting a tip on here. And she goes, well, I, I didn't. I, I don't remember what she said at that point in time. Something along the lines of, I don't. Anyway, long story short, she didn't think I was giving her a tip. I said, I'm going to give you this instead. And she looked at it. She said, are you, are you sure? Are you sure? And I said, oh, I'm sure. I'm sowing seed right now. God didn't say this to her, but I'm thinking this. Glory to God. I want all of you to get like that. It's fun to be a blessing. But you can't be a blessing unless you're first blessed. Let's take God at his word. Let's believe that this is the year of the maximum. Let's believe that this is the year that we live life and life more abundantly, that we're going to have to get to that place where we're going to be asking God for things. And he said, that's too small. The year of the maximum. The year of the highest level attainable. I mean, I don't know about you, but see, from my perspective, it's an open and shut case right now. I see it in the, it's not my thoughts it's his thoughts it's his way of doing things have i not shown you the word of god enough it's not thus saith thus saith pastor dan it's thus saith the lord through pastor dan hallelujah do you think this can change you i know it i sense it in my heart i sense it in my heart this is going to change this church pray over it seek the lord about it and then, and, 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 and what I'm going to ask you to do is this. If the Lord puts a certain amount on your heart and you don't feel like you have it, not only do you ask him, I want you to bring a piece of paper. And I'm the one that's going to look at this. I'm not even going to ask the counters to look at this. My wife and I will be the ones. And I'm going to, I'm going to keep those pieces of paper. This is what the Lord told me to sow. I only have this amount right now, but I believe that my God is going to bring seed to me. He's, he'll bring the seed to me because he knows I'm going to sow it. See what I'm saying? In other words, if God speaks your heart to give $10,000, and you right now have $100, you know, that you would be able to sow, write it down and put that scripture down. Write it down. God, I'm believing you for that amount of money to sow. I've heard of other people doing this, other ministers doing this, people that have been used by God to do this, and God brought them the seed. In one instance, uh, uh, Jerry Savelle talks about the fact that he sat there and he had, he'd always wanted to, uh, he was like, he started to sow into Kenneth Copeland's ministry and it started off not that much, like $10. I think got it up to $100. Then it got up to $1,000. Then it got up to $10,000. But it was like one time God spoke to him and he did not have that amount. But then all of a sudden he trusted God. The amount came in and, and he said he went to give it. When all of a sudden when he's given it, someone tapped him on the shoulder. That person behind him was handing him a check for a hundredfold of what he just sowed. God will do it for those of us who believe. Take God at his word. Don't leave from here and just stir it up right now. you got to keep this before you. Keep stirring the pot, so to speak. Keep going to the scriptures. Don't take my word for it. Take God's word for it. Amen. It's time for no more small thinking and no more limited dreaming. It's time to think big, dream big. My God wants us to do He wants us so blessed that we got to give it away. Hallelujah. we got a guest minister coming in May, and I want to be able to bless him when he comes. He, he was used. He's been talking about they had a, uh, I'll stop with this. I know I've kept you a little long. Um. They had a, a revival in North Dakota, where they call it, you remember? Anyway, some, something over there. And he was there, and he said the Lord anointed him. And he was laying hands on everybody there. The Lord anointed him to do that. And I said, well, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, I trust you that you're going to be led by the Spirit. And he says, oh, I already know what I'm going to do. And so all I'm saying about that is you better be ready and expecting for God to, to move in that service. But God's going to keep on moving in our services. Yeah. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. So next Sunday, we're going to take up that offering. And I want you to really be praying about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Amen. Amen. And let's trust God. Let's, take, let's trust God to take us to the level of maximum.
the level of the highest place attainable. Bow your heads, please. So, Father, we come now in Jesus' name. We thank you for this opportunity to hear the word of God. My prayer is that I was able to get it out the way you wanted me to get it out. I understand and I recognize this isn't about me. This is all about you and your great love for us. How you want us to live blessed lives, to demonstrate to the world your goodness and the great love with which you love us. Father God, my heart, and you know it's my heart, is to continue to bless other ministries and churches that we've had the honor to sow into in the past. Glory to God, I want to be able to sow into uh, uh, those churches again, plus others, Lord, as you lead us and guide us. Other ministries, hallelujah. I want when a, a minister sends us a need that they've been in need of something, that immediately we'll be able to cut a check for that need to be met in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I believe that this is the year of the maximum, the year of the highest level attainable. My heart's cry is that the people of here in this place will catch it just like I know I've caught it. The spirit of faith that's in this place right now. Hallelujah. I love you and I praise you and I thank you for this, Lord. Hallelujah. Now with your eyes closed, nobody looking around. I know most of you in this room are Christians, but I'm not 100% certain about everyone. If anybody in here say, Pastor Dan, I don't know for certain that if I died, I'd go to be with Jesus. Friends, the, the gospel message is a no-so salvation, that you can have a no-so salvation. You can know without a shadow of a doubt that you belong to Jesus and that heaven is now your home. If I'm speaking to you and you want to take the, make the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life, receive Jesus Christ into your heart, I want you to slide a hand up right now and I'm going to pray with you. Anybody in here say, that's me. I'm not sure if I died today, I would step off into eternity and go to heaven. Anybody in here say, that's me. No, I'm not trying to make anybody feel embarrassed or anything like that because that's not what we're about. Or you would say, Pastor Dan, I'm a Christian. I've received Jesus into my heart, but I have been doing things my own way, and I need to get right with God. If I'm speaking to you on that, just raise a hand up right now, and we'll pray with you. Anybody in here? Glory to God. I don't see any hands going up, and I'm not going to uh, make this go any longer. I want you to look up at me, though. Whew. You got my heart, right? More importantly, you got his heart. And let us take this to him. Go before him. Write these things down like I said. And pray over those things. I'm believing God for a great amount to come in. Because I want this church to sow more. Are you listening? And also, I, I, I'm, I'm believing God for this church to have its own building. Buzz can take this place over. They can have the whole shebang. We won't have to break it down anymore. That's theirs. Amen. It is. I call you in. Hallelujah. It's calling out for me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is anybody as stirred up as I am right now? Ooh, I could see that, that spirit. You know, it's the spirit of faith you catch. My daughter caught it, man. She was all over her. I thought she was going to jump up and run. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's word is true. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray a special blessing over them now. As they go their ways, I'm asking you to keep them safe throughout the week. Bring them back safely Wednesday night if they're able to to the women's Bible study on Thursday. If they're able to, and next Sunday, Lord, bring everybody back. I'm expecting a great service that brings you glory and honor. I give you the praise for these things now, Lord. I call this church blessed. In Jesus' name. And if you believe that, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are dismissed.